Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. In this episode, I am joined by my co-host, Ajit. Hello, Ajit. How are you doing, man? Hi, Giri. Well, things are sort of steady, my end. Um, a couple of uh, holidays, a uh, bank Monday holiday, but also, you know, uh, hopefully there'll be very good weather. So something that we can enjoy, you know, we'll spend a bit of time outdoors and so on. What do you say? Uh, are you doing anything adventurous outdoors, like playing cricket? <laughs> Not yet, not yet. Not yet? No, okay. but um, on that front, you know, there is some good news forthcoming in as much that um, our club is planning a few uh, games internally. We are officially kicking off the season in air quotes, so to say. There will be no organized cricket, but nonetheless, we'll be playing some competitive games among ourselves and there are some exciting plans, uh, which I would not like to discuss yet because they are going to be revealed shortly okay so at okay. least we are going to resume uh, practice from this week so that's already a very good thing so i'm expecting this tuesday wednesday i'll hear more and we'll start uh, we'll resume practice officially for the season so i'm looking forward to that Kiri. that is very encouraging news i have to say mm-hmm. and what we want to hear everywhere in the world as well Indeed. um i did hear some of my friends here they were playing cricket outdoors today i couldn't join them for uh, uh, i was uh, engaged with something else Otherwise, I would have joined joined as well. Um, so I might do that next week. But mm-hmm. apart from that, you know how it is. Huh? So we have work every day, and then work ends some somewhere. Uh, there is no clear end of day definition these days, right? Because work and home are uh-huh. in the same place, right? So, but uh, starting next week, so that's the first week of June. The public transport will 
return to its normal operating uh, uh, capacity over here in the Netherlands, as you might know. Right. Um, so I don't know yet if I'll go to work, go to office, uh, so to speak, because there is some sort of hesitation amongst my colleagues as well. They don't know if they'll want to share a cabin in a train or a bus uh, to come to work and also... Because, you know, the work environment, we work in a contained environment with air conditioning, with no real ventilation. You can't open the windows and that. Mm -hmm. And I heard that the chances of uh, getting an infection or spreading uh, might be higher indoors. So people are a little bit, uh, let me let me say they are a bit apprehensive right now. Right. Uh, but I expect that to change anyway in the coming days. Uh, so we are, in fact, allowed to go and work in the office, but I have to inform our respective managers in my company. Um, however, my I, when I asked my manager, he told me last week that I am the only one who was uh, <laughs> going around asking uh, in such an eager uh, manner about coming to work. Uh, so he said, uh, hold your horses. <laughs> Let's uh, see what the other guys think because uh, I don't want to be there alone in the office. I might as well stay at home and work here. So, But how, how is it going for you? I mean, uh, do you expect to go back to your work location anytime soon? Well, uh, not exactly. So we are still awaiting what the client will decide, of course. But uh, from my parent company, we have some guidelines. So mm. in a sense, I expect that probably we will not be working from the client location or from any office until July 1st at least. But again, it's it's all still up for discussion. I know for sure this is the case until June 15th, but maybe that changes after June 15th, right? Yeah, yeah. And of course, to add to that, you know that all the schools are starting uh, again. Schools, colleges uh, in the Netherlands, they will all start in uh, in a week from now to mm -hmm. full capacity again. So there's a lot of influx of people towards contained spaces. The restaurants are opening as well, but they can only seat up to a maximum of 30 people at a time. That's what I heard. Well. Um, so I don't know how they're going to manage with also with keeping the distance of one and a half meters between uh, two people. Mm -hmm. um, so this is going to be a challenge. So it remains to be seen how the public, the general public will respond to this. Will they act responsibly or will they basically breach all the regulations and uh, spread the virus? I hope not. Uh, but we have seen that in the Netherlands, at least they have been able to contain the spread to some extent i think uh, they have been successful we we noticed that the the numbers are decreasing we are now down to single digits mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the number of hospitalizations each day and also number of uh, fatalities reported of course the, the number exact number might be a bit higher but it's still a bit promising to say the least it's also true that whatever happens now we see the results of it in about two weeks from now so we probably will keep an eye, or at least I will keep an eye mm -hmm. to satisfy my anxiety. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. But uh, um, with, with Corona, I don't know. I mean, uh, we still talk about cricket off field, right? So we still don't know when uh, players will start coming out and playing uh, in stadiums or even practice outdoors mm -hmm. uh, in international arena like uh, we've been seeing. So The major news points that we can discuss as usual, we can start off with... Um... The COVID-19 related news. There is there are some important news. Let's let's start off there, right? So, the most important news is that um, Cricket Australia Chief Executive Kevin Roberts says World T20, um, the World Cup this year is under very high risk simply because you know it involves multiple countries and people coming in from multiple 
nations and all having to be quarantined separately and so on so he's effectively given an indication right that this will take a lot of logistical things to fall in place for the world cup to still go ahead in 2020 so on the other hand uh, he says there is a potential window in 2021 right but then that will mean probably india who are scheduled to host this in 2021 will probably be requiring to host it in 2022 and so on so basically he is asking that it be uh, replaced the world cup this year be moved by, ahead by one year right mm-hmm. and that will mean that will mean quite a lot of um, quite a lot of let's say things that the indian cricket board will have to organize a few things that at least or they'll have to make quite a lot of changes and also that will mean you know india if they are were to host the t20 world cup in 2022 they have a 2023 50 over world cup already scheduled so that means back to back world cups over two years and you know probably a revenue that would be shortened because most sports broadcasters will probably come with a deal with both the world cups you know packaged and so on yeah. and so on so it it brings it brings a lot of questions right so mm-hmm. at least with respect to the world cup what are your thoughts do you think it will go ahead this year uh i think it might get postponed or even cancelled like you said you know if we miss this year's world cup t20 world cup that is mm-hmm. and if it's held next year and then we have the t another t20 uh world cup or another big event coming up the year after right um so it doesn't make sense to have two big tournaments uh, consecutive years um and ne- ne- next to that we also have world test championships uh, right so so much of cricket already um but if we do miss this t20 world cup w- which i think is a very high chance of that happening because october is not so far away so we are entering june now so we have june and about four or five months um it will be very difficult to implement it it all remains to be seen however uh, how things shape up with regards to uh, the two upcoming tours Right. um one between uh, uh the west indies touring england this summer uh, that's something uh, we will keep we'll have to keep an eye on because there might be some changes there or if they do go ahead and play that might set a good precedent right uh, for the world cup to follow mm-hmm. uh, and of course i think uh, um we we still have a lot of tournaments that have been either put on hold or you know postponed like <laughs> the ipl for example my pet right. peeve So if the T20 World Cup does get postponed or cancelled we might have a very good chance of having an IPL this year uh, before the end of the year because I think people were more worried about uh, having to play too much of T20 cricket this year uh, and if one of them gets cancelled a big event like uh, the World Cup gets cancelled and uh, we might see uh, the return of IPL um so yeah coming back to the England and West Indies um, Sure, I think that's a bit promising, right? So it, it's I heard that Cricket West Indies have, in principle, um, kind of approved uh, mm-hmm. the English tour. Um, so do you do you see any uh, anything happening there? I mean, something good happening out of it? Look, in essence, they have uh, said that yeah, they will go ahead with the England tour, and their uh, players have returned to training under mm-hmm. the you know the guidelines issued by ICC, of course, right? So in this case, um. you know they are sort of keeping their uh, uh, cards close to their chest as they say but in every indication it looks like they might leave to the uk on 9th of june right so that means you know there is a tour uh, starting in july but they'll have to arrive at least 15 days well before that and you know go through the quarantine period and so on so uh, i think 
in, uh, in the upcoming week, let's say the first week of June, we are going to hear a lot of important news. One is with respect to whether, you know, West Indies will be able to travel to England and well, whether that tour will go ahead. That's indeed an important landmark, the restarting of sporting, at least international mm-hmm. sport as far as cricket is concerned, right? That's one thing. The other one, um, look, um, it looks like, you know, the ICC meeting that was supposed to be held on 28th of May has been postponed to June 10th because some of the mm. um, constituent boards came up with some, well, there were already a few rumors that confidentiality was breached and some of the news, for example, the World Cup uh, and being under threat, whatever Kevin Roberts had to say, had already been leaked to the media before he came out and said it himself. Right. So there was a lot of uh, doubts about the confidentiality of that board and that body and so on and so on. So I think they have launched a probe into it and they have postponed the meeting to 10th of June. This is the official version. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I think there is a little bit more that is cooking. Uh, because, look, there are a couple of things that had to happen. One, uh, Shashank Manohar's um, replacement had to be chosen. And the frontrunner for this was Colin Graves from England. But uh, there was a dark horse, uh, or let me call him, uh, if I can call it the politically correct thing, maybe. But I'll forego that. The dark prince has suddenly entered the prairie. What do you have to say about that? Who is the dark prince here? Well, the dark prince of Calcutta. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that might be interesting. I think wasn't it Graham Smith who has publicly endorsed uh-huh. kind of uh, this, uh, you know, the chairmanship role for uh, Saurav Ganguly? Um, so it, it he might be a front runner. You never know what happened. Considering what happened with the BCCI presidency, you know, the election that happened or <laughs> the so-called election mm-hmm. where he was uh, probably unanimously elected in the end. Um, so w- we don't know what's going to happen there. I think. He has an outside outside chance, but I, he, I I still feel he has a lot more to do for Indian cricket. He might stay. He might sit on this role, uh, the BCCI presidency for uh, another couple of years. Well, his term is uh, due to expire. I think by this October or something, which probably will get extended. You know, the the MCC president role itself got extended for Sangakara, right? So, mm. um, so this might also happen. So, um, Ganguly is a good candidate to summarize. Uh, but I think it's probably a bit too early for him. He might need a couple of years additionally. No, I mean, he has some cricketing administration experience, about five, six years worth of it, because he's already been CAB chairman, Cricket Association of Bengal chairman for four years plus. right? Mm-hmm. And they have indeed filed a petition in the Supreme Court for his and Jay Shah's um, tenures in the indeed. BCCI body to be continued beyond their, let's say, the stipulated six-year cutoff. Right? Mm-hmm. So we are yet to learn about that. But look, so basically, if I were to just go into it a bit more in detail, uh, Ganguly has the backing of BCCI, but then it could be him or, you know, Srinivasan might make a comeback, they say, because when Ganguly was proposed as the candidate from the erstwhile Dalmia camp, so to say, right? Okay. Uh, Srinivasan, who is sort of on the opposite side of it, agreed that he be, uh, Ganguly be allowed to be elected without too many issues if he can get something from it quid pro quo, as they say. So maybe he will ask that he be pitched as the uh, president-elect for the uh, world body again. He's already been once, I think, uh, the president. So this is one of the things. The other thing, yeah, if uh, the BCCI might actually strike a deal with the major cricketing bodies, they, they could use this as a hammer, so to say, to strike a deal. If the World Cup is cancelled, then they persuade all the cricketing bodies, the major cricketing bodies, to allow the same 
window to be used for an IPL maybe mm. in India. Mm. And they may then make that as a you know, a hidden condition to allow Colin Graves to assume the presidency of ICC, right? The chairmanship of ICC, I must say. So there is quite a lot of, let's say, the waters look very calm on the surface. There's quite a lot of action underneath. It's very murky indeed. Yeah. So a lot to look forward to. I would only say we have to wait till 10th of June. Yeah. But quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of intrigue going on here. I'm amazed, Ajit. I'm really amazed. Uh, who are your sources? Where do you get nah. all this information from? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Okay, look, I read some articles on the various popular cricketing sites. Also, there was a very uh, nice discussion that was on Crickinfo. Okay. Right. So they have their own podcast, Stump Mike podcast. They call it, and there they. They basically highlighted quite a lot of these things, and maybe I put together some of these. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not blaming you. I mean, oh, it's it's also uh, quite amazing, or it's very interesting to read between the lines. You know, whenever you hear right. some some announcements or some news being uh, made, uh, you you get to hear. You know, I think you're quite good at that anyway. So you read between the lines and uh, you deduce something out of it. And well, let's see. I think you 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 can. Uh, yeah, you you might be right uh, on uh, a few things there. But Srinivasan, yeah. I think that's that's going to be uh, quite amazing if he uh, if he were to. Oh no no, you yeah. never know. You never yeah, know. you never know with Srini. He's he's quite powerful. Yeah. Srini Mama is very very powerful and he's very clever that way, right? So he always has an eye on the future, and you know I I think he's very astute that way. He knows uh, what to give and uh, where he can pull pull in a bit for himself, so to so to say, right? So that's one thing. The other thing, look, I also listened to some uh, online cricket uh, discussions, for example, the Caught Behind podcast, where they have also opined that these things could be going on in the background. So mm-hmm. the, all of these sort of, I should give them the credit as well, where my ideas come from, right? So that's one thing. And the other thing, well, I want to clarify something. I, I tried to make a portmanteau of uh, the Dark Horse plus Prince of Calcutta, and I ended up with Dark Prince of Calcutta. Okay. So it's it's really not a racial thing to say. Okay. I just want to make it clear to all our uh, all our listeners. It's it's really not racial, but rather um, just it was a terrible portmanteau. I realized it it was it was going to sound more racist than I'd intended. Anyway, moving further, look, ICC has issued these uh, wonderful guidelines for cricket resumption, right? So, um, so there is a there is a very finely uh, detailed guideline. It's a very huge document. I've not had a chance to go through all of it, but uh, KNCB, the Dutch Cricket Board, has sort of adapted most of it. So that has come to us, uh, to our club, and therefore I know some of it. So England, for example, have already drawn up very detailed plans based on that. So there is guidelines for bowlers. Chris Wokes, who's already started training based on these guidelines from ECB, has sort of spoken out about this. So he was one of the first set of players in England uh, who were mostly fast bowlers, to be frank, were chosen. And there were 18 bowlers who started this training across seven venues. Right, and then in the first week of June, they are planning to include batsmen and wicket keepers as well. So uh, basically, there is a lot of social distancing, very strictly maintained uh, hygiene measures. All of these are in place. So, for example, as soon as he enters the facility, first his temperature is taken. He has to answer a questionnaire on whether he's feeling unwell. All of these things. Then he has to indic- he has to enter his temperature into the app, right? And then. The, he, he gets a green light, so to say, to go ahead and start training. And then he has his own equipment that he brings with him. He's given a set of balls that belong to him from that point on. So he uses only those to train. He's supposed to drive to a specific location from which he can be monitored and then sent to his part of the ground where he trains. He trains by himself. Whatever guidance he needs is given to him uh, either through the internet or via phone. So he d- doesn't really interact with anybody during his training. 
and then it's all very interesting right because it's 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 very specifically tailored and basically he's a international bowler and you know people and the training staff of england already know very well what is required for his body and what sort of training is really required but then there is also some uh, bowling coaches who come in from time to time but they stand far away and there is always um, you know a specifically identifiable covid coordinator somebody who sort of in charge of keeping safety regulations so that no matter who you is training and where you are training there'll be this person who's clearly identifiable wearing one of those yellow jackets that you have to stand and you have to clearly identify yourself as that and you'll always keep an eye on the proceedings right for example where is the water need to be kept because you can't deny people drinking water if they're playing a very intensive sport but then that means uh, how do you make use of the restroom facilities and all of these so all of these have been thought out very well it's a very long article and lot of things mm-hmm. i'll not go into all of it but when woke spoke about it and there's a detailed article you know you get an idea of how uh, you know how it's going to look like yeah more and more fast bowlers ca- come out and talk about you know there'll be no saliva this is still crazy so the latest on the line of this is jasprit bumrah who's come out and said the same thing right i don't know if you saw this gary so basically they'll need an alternative to maintain the ball right yeah. so even bumrah is a bit worried about it so did you see this no no i didn't see this no i didn't read about uh, bumrah's uh, yeah bumrah's hesitancy or whatever it is uh Indeed. but yeah but it, it, there are some question marks i was watching this very short video of ajinkya rahane on cricket info i think mm-hmm. there he talks about the changes that need to be brought into the game starting with of course uh, the material that will be used to sh- maintain the ball or maintain the shine on the ball uh, yeah. and also about other things other trivial things you might not have thought of uh, mm-hmm. something like celebrating a wicket Indeed. how are you going to do that you, people would normally get together in a huddle and you know uh, do high fives and all that Uh, how are you going to do that now <laughs> you have to celebrate with uh, a meter and a half distance apart and uh, yeah. there's so many different things and you can't get into a huddle you know teams Uh-oh. usually get into a huddle before the start of a session usually yeah. and then there's some motivational speech by one of the designated guys uh, and then they head out uh, back onto the field to start playing and these these are things which will not which cannot happen uh, under these circumstances so i don't know how um, an alternative for this would be found for a ball the material that will be used to maintain the ball that's all fine mm-hmm. but uh, so i mean do, do you know how what will be done here and the other thing you mentioned about chris wokes uh, training uh, regime uh, and the the new way of training that you mentioned um, mm-hmm. i was talking to my neighbor uh, here uh, mm-hmm. and um, he is an avid golfer so he plays golf and he goes to a, a nearby golf course here uh, every week and what right. he told me is all these major clubs where you are allowed to play you are allowed to train um you're not allowed to use toilet facility yeah indeed so so he has to play golf for like 4 4 and a half hours of course mm-hmm. because of the weather it's also be dehydrating so even though he fills himself up with some fluids it kind of get mm-hmm. it kind of get uh, dehydrated through sweat but otherwise um what you can't hold in sweat has to come out of something else as something else and okay. for that you need to use a toilet and the toilets are basically closed so it's a bit of a challenge and he also mentioned that because of this reason some of the the female members or the women members uh, of the golf club have stopped coming they've not uh, they've stopped playing so these are also other things that we need to consider so i don't know what will happen for uh, considering all these things 
But yeah, we'll probably get more clarity into all this with time. But, you know, people like me are a bit uh, jittery. Mm. <laughs> we always want things to happen fast, but uh, we need to show some patience. No, no. In this case, look, um, this has to be arrived at uh, in a very calm clo- and carefully considered way. So, for example, ICC has already come up with some, you know, some recommendations on how people should get together in a huddle at the beginning of a game or even while celebrating a wicket and all of these things, right? But mm-hmm. also, you know, ECB um, have actually proposed the idea of a COVID-19 substitute. So what happens if during the game, one of your uh, players fall ill and or show signs of COVID-19, right? Especially in case of a test match, right? Mm-hmm. Then maybe there should be a COVID-19 substitute. Somebody who can substitute like for like skills as usual, something like a concussion substitute. So all of these things are still very much thought of. So look, there will be a difference in the way the sport will be played in the upcoming couple of months. And I'm really hoping maybe even shorter than that, but even up to next one and a half years, we'll see up to the end of the 2021 cricket season in Australia. Right. So mm-hmm. about 18 months from now, we will see a lot of changes in the way the game is played at every level. All of these rules that you mentioned, including no usage of toilet and specific watering area, even better, bring your own water. Don't even touch mm. the water from the place. All of these are already recommendations even at my club for resuming sport in the next week. Right? Mm-hmm. They're already being enforced. For example, presence of a COVID coordinator. All of these are already done for the youth training that's currently going on. Right? Mm. And there will be a change. There will be a change in the way we perceive sport and the way we play it. Right? So you can imagine most of the people who are used to playing for a gallery yeah. Right. Yeah. Who who derive some some sort of impetus from the way the crowd reacts? People like Kohli, right? Mm-hmm. Probably they are going to play without it. Yeah. 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 Will be needle in the game for sure with your opposition players, but it's still not the same when you are pandering to a whole gallery of I don't know fifty k people, fifty thousand yeah, yeah. people. Right? Absolutely. And Kohli has said this out. Huh? He has told this even that right. he would rather much prefer having a crowd. And the same with Federer. You know, Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. They were all in this discussion. And Federer has said it might be very difficult for him to play with uh, empty crowds. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, that's a, that's a different discussion. Uh, go on, no. you were saying. That, that's that's more or less my point. So, I mean, we'll have to really wait and watch, but it is to be recognized and accepted that the way we perceive cricket, both playing it as well as following it, will change a little in the upcoming days. Mm-hmm. So, we'll have to make accommodations for it. Look, it's important that something like test cricket and first-class cricket survives through this because it has the most impact for me. A shorter format game will somehow still go through. But Mm. the longest format game will probably have the most impact because it will still mean people coming together day after day in the same location and probably interacting with each other. Even though you will keep it very limited, there will be a lot of interactions. So this one thing, we'll have to take it very carefully. But that means we'll have to do whatever needs to be done to make sure the highest format of cricket, as we at least call it, survives through this. Hmm. No crises. Hmm. So let's see. Uh, so I'm, it's going to be a lot of wait and watch as far as I'm concerned. But I really hope Test cricket will come through this. It has come through the Spanish pandemic previously, the Spanish flu pandemic, right? And world wars previously. So it will survive. It will survive. But may take a little, little bit more time to thrive. So we were really hoping it will start thriving again hmm. with the Test Championship planned and everything. But that might not happen as readily as we had really hoped. Yeah. Right? All right. Moving forward, unfortunately, now there are more and more cricketers or those associated with cricket administration being diagnosed with uh, COVID-19. For example, Taufik Kumar, uh, the former Pakistan international, has been diagnosed with COVID-19. Then there is also uh, an administrator from uh, Bangladesh, 
His name is uh, Shafiul Alam Chaudhary Nadel. He's a BCP director mm-hmm. and he's also contracted COVID-19, we've read. And based on all of these, it looks like we're going to read a bit more uh, in the upcoming days of some cricketers having contracted um, the virus. And I'm really concerned of what will happen when international cricket really resumes and will there be a wave? You know, there's no wave yet in sporting world, but maybe there'll be a wave because Bundesliga is currently going on and I think it's very carefully being monitored by the German uh, football authorities. So it's going to be very interesting how, you know, cricket also resumes this way. But, you know, given all of these, given all of these discussions we've just had, it doesn't come as any surprise that ECB has actually deferred the start of its domestic season to August 1st. So you can pretty much imagine there will be a very, very truncated first class season if that but maybe the one-day tournament also might be a write-off, right? Mm-hmm. And even the T20 blast might be a very truncated one, if that. So if you are only going to start it on 1st of August, I really don't see how they can have a, a proper county championship, right? Mm-hmm. And how they'll be able to, probably they're going to completely forego the one-day tournament and probably focus all their energies on a very short round of county championship and maybe simultaneously host a T20 blast. So. You know, we read these uh, news that England are really targeting from the first class level up to their international level. They are probably targeting two teams separately. That is one team that can play a longer format and one team that can play a shorter format. So they are actually expecting that a test match might be going on and the day the test match ends, a T20 might be scheduled on the 50th of the test match, for example. So that means two teams separately can play the sport. And that's the only way they see how they can you know, play a lot more sport and they are also sort of giving the same guidelines to their county clubs, right? County cricket clubs. So it's still to be expected some more news on this, the fixtures, what they, how they're going to cram it all in. So it's going to be a lot of wait and watch, Kiri. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said earlier, patience, my friend. <laughs> all right. Moving further, uh, in a little bit of a setback, Sri Lanka Shehan Madhushanka, who was... Uh, who played, I think, one T20 and I think two ODIs or even one ODI in 2018. He's not been in the pool of Sri Lankan players who've been playing for Sri Lanka in the last 18 months or so, but he a formal international for Sri Lanka and still very young. He's been suspended from all cricket for an alleged drug possession. This is very unfortunate to read that another international cricketer who showed some promise, you know, has been suddenly trapped in the age-old, you know, uh, the vice-related thing. And uh, let's hope, you know, he's proven to be he's proven to be a little more uh, resilient in the upcoming days moving on uh, if you were to look at some of the other news from outside the cricketing world right so or outside the cricketing field as we always used to call it but now it's all outside the cricketing field. <laughs> so india and south africa are probably planning a t20 series in south africa at the end of august so if you remember south african team had landed in india to play a t20 series but had to be cancelled because yeah. of covid and south african team flew back to home so in this case it looks like this uh, series might be played in south africa and end of august with all the things you know sort of uh, panning out so it's still a lot of uh, underworks but uh, if it all works out we might see some more um, cricket already international cricket from india and south africa perspective and then of course you know there's this also another furor this is also they say one of the contributing factors as to why the ICC meeting did not happen on 28th, right? Mm -hmm. So ICC have actually threatened to move the T20 World Cup that was supposed to happen in India in 2021 
outside India because there was some tax exemption that the Indian sporting body BCCI was supposed to have secured for the ICC, but they have not yet gotten this confirmation from the Indian government. So, <laughs> if that is the case, that would be a real pity if India were to lose hosting rights due to some tax-related issue, Giri. Yeah, we had these issues in the past as well with Formula One. Do you remember? I think it was probably 2010-2011. Right. right. Uh, somewhere near Delhi. Yeah, Buddha International Circuit. And then, I think the Formula One Supremo, the, the, the chairman of that uh, the company that organized races, he was always complaining about these tax rules and all that. Mm. Eventually, mm. it happened. So I think we had two or three seasons, two or three races, in fact. Right. Uh, and uh, the last race I remember was Sebastian Vettel becoming a world champion, 2011. So mm. in his Red Bull. But anyway, right. um, so I think this will, this is just uh, a minor thing, a flash in the pan. Right. Very soon, uh, water on the bridge. I hope so. And they come yeah. to some consensus there. That's an yeah. interesting one. Moving on, we are covering this over the last couple of weeks. So we'll also, you know, uh, cover this on unfolding saga of Umar Akmal's appeal. So Umar Akmal has come up with an appeal against his three-year ban. And there is an independent adjudicator who's been nominated by the PCB to actually hear his case to see if, you know, he could be reinstated and so on. So it, it, it remains to be seen. So basically, he had initially foregone an appeal. And he had decided to accept the ruling that was going to be given to him. Then suddenly it looks like he's come to his senses after the three-year ban that it seems to be extreme. So he's made an appeal and uh, a former Supreme Court judge in Pakistan has been nominated. So let's see how that goes for Umar Akmal. So we wish him all the best with that. In a very heartening story, Rohit Sharma has been nominated for the Rajiv Gandhi Khel Ratna Award. So he had an outstanding year in 2019. On the back of that, BCCI have decided to nominate Rohit Sharma for the uh, highest sporting honor in India. It's called Rajiv Gandhi Khel Ratna. And um, it has also nominated fast bowler Ishan Sharma and opening batsman Shikhar Dhawan and India women all-rounder Deepthi Sharma for the Arjuna Award. Right. So this is all very nice to see. And if Rohit were to win the award, he'll be the fourth cricketer. Sachin Tendulkar, Dhoni and Kohli being the other three who have won the Rajiv Gandhi Khel Ratna. So it's very good. It's very nice to see. And uh, Saurav Ganguly declared this in a press conference. Right. So it's, it's nice to read about it. Really. Usually, when there is a nomination, they usually end up getting the award. That's what mm. I have seen so far. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, Rohit Sharma will be given that award eventually. But uh, it's well done to him. I think he's truly, uh, truly deserves that. Alongside the others, let's look at the trivia section, Giri. So the last episode's question was an interesting one. Who is the only player to have played over 100 tests and never been run out in his test career? This is a fantastic, fantastic achievement. We didn't have any guesses or any attempt at answering this question. It was a tough one. I can understand. The answer is Kapil Dev from India, who over his 130-odd test career was never run out. That's fantastic. That's a fantastic achievement, for, especially given he's a fast bowler. And supposedly, fast bowlers don't uh, think a lot while running. But he, well, he was not exactly a fast bowler. He was really a thinking cricketer. He was a batsman as well, and he was a captain. He was an all-rounder. Come on, indeed. Nah. He was not just a fast bowler. Come on. I'm just making a point. But agreed. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. but you don't have to be run out because of your own mistake. You know, there's another guy calling on the other end, <laughs> and to have survived 130 tests and never to have been run out, that's an excellent achievement. Because I can't go through a single season without being run out or having run somebody out, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it, it it might also be because he was a very strong leader. Oh, yeah. The other guy oh, yeah. uh, knew when to run, when to not run. 
So Kapil Dev probably decided when to run. Yeah. Would simply sacrifice himself. Yeah. It's Kapil Dev, man. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, apart from the jokes, nonetheless, he was also an excellent athlete. Even till the end of his cricketing career, he was an outstanding yeah. athlete, Kapil, because he's one of those fast bowlers who never missed a test due to injury in his career. He was once dropped, wow. but he never lost out on a test due to injury. So that also is a fantastic testament to his fitness, and therefore that might also contribute to why he was never run out, right? He's also a very good golfer. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think he's still a very, very avid sports person. He plays anything, I think, yeah. like golf, for example, to stay fit. And he looks ridiculously fit at his age, man. He's 60 plus. <laughs> like you say, Ajit, uh, one of those anecdotes, whenever we meet, you keep saying, eat whatever you want, uh, do whatever you want, but look like him. Exactly. Loosely translated uh, from our mother tongue. Indeed. No, no, indeed. Him and Vivri Church, man. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> be like that at that age i don't care what you've done with you with your body i don't care what you put in it right yeah all right so the trivia question from this episode is also a very interesting one it's it, it's based on an anecdotal story which indian cricketer was gifted a granicol's bat by the australian cricket board in the 77 78 series recognizing his achievements with the bat on the tour you have to look at it from outside of the box frankly uh, don't take the story or don't take the question on its merit and start from the other end of the spectrum, I would say. That's the only clue I can give. But it's a very interesting story that follows this question. So I hope we can discuss this in detail in the upcoming episode, Giri. Absolutely. That will be fun. Right. So to all our uh, listeners who are really keen on answering this question, we are really looking forward to your attempts or your, you know, your uh, the way you would like to approach this question. So to get in touch with us, you could write into us at armchairfitpod on Twitter or on mail armchair.cricket at gmail.com. Right. These are all known avenues. We mention this every episode and they are also present in the episode notes. So you could also leave it as a comment on any of the apps that you used to listen. YouTube is also there, Facebook, all of these. So I hope you do listen to our episodes and you know you encourage us when you give us an answer, we know you are reaching out to you. So, you know, we have a very interesting couple of weeks as far as, uh, you know, organization of cricket from outside the field to the, uh, the board meeting rooms, mm-hmm. so, as they say. So, we really hope, you know, quite a lot to look forward to in the upcoming uh, our, uh, couple of weeks, Kiri. Yeah, absolutely. I also look forward to hear uh, about your own cricket club and the KNCB's uh, new decisions or uh, measures that will be announced for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I hope to hear from you on that next week, next time we speak. Indeed. So, we have a lot of uh, interesting things to discuss. So, I hope all our listeners are tuning in again next time. Having said all that, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from him. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast.